Hi everybody, welcome to Weekly Sunshine. I am Casey Kennedy, and here's another episode. (laughs) I'm just going to be addressing the question, how can we face adversity with faith? Um, Funny story, this was the topic for one of our young women lessons um, a couple weeks ago. And I wasn't really expecting to share too much of my opinion and my story, right? I don't know. I just feel like sometimes, you know, there's a time and place to share things. And I was went into that lesson being like, I'm not going to share too much. Um, and I didn't share anything. Mainly because with what we were talking about and what the discussion led to, my circumstances did not apply. And I did not feel it applied. But afterward, the spirit was just like, bro, you need to write down all of these feelings right now. And so I'm going to be reading from my notes app on my phone what I read what I wrote and just kind of like how I feel about that and feel about this question, which is how can we face adversity with faith? This year has been my most challenging year and it is probably because most of my trauma has finally resurfaced and has begun to be apparent and to affect my daily activities. Um, And this has led to me being more open about my experiences and my feelings to my friends, to be more vulnerable to my friends. I absolutely hated middle school. Just, it was not, sixth through through eighth grade were not my years. And especially since, you know, getting diagnosed with an autoimmune disease as a 13-year-old who already struggles making friends, was horrible okay do not recommend zero out of five stars coming out of that diagnosis right i felt like i had a different identity which is kind of true okay i'm it only added to my identity and yeah i'm never going to be the same person as i was before my diagnosis but i also don't need to be sad about that i don't need to mourn that person Because my diagnosis has only added a part to me. And honestly, coming out of that, I did not want people to treat me like the sick person I am. And I only wanted everything to be the exact same. And honestly, I hid part of my identity literally until like this year i'm not even kidding right i took that apart that part of me the part that makes me me and chose not to share that with these new people that i was associating myself with because i went to a new school right and it lasted for a while right rest of eighth grade to The very first day of junior year. And, you know, I don't know what it was, what it is about this year in particular, my junior year, but it kind of triggered this whole chain reaction of events for my trauma to just be like, yo, you're going to want to talk about this to your friends. And I fought that. I fought that feeling of, 
Hmm. I need to share who I am. For the longest time, I felt I wanted to hide who I am. And, you know, that was potentially going to be the best way to make friends and build relationships. And it wasn't. I needed to tell people about my identity and advocate for myself and for my boundaries. And that's okay. That's o- it's okay to advocate for your own boundaries when it's necessary. You know, I hid my feelings and hid my identity for a long time. Even to, like, my own mom and dad. Like, it wasn't until this year that I told them that I wanted a therapist, right? That I needed someone to talk to. That there is something in my head that needs to be addressed. And I think for the longest time, you know, me choosing to, you know, hide my identity and not choose to not advocate for myself and just passively go through life as if it is normal, even though no one's life is, I was told a lot that I was saved for a reason, right? And I really don't like that. I really don't like the whole you are saved for a reason and you are a chosen generation stuff. I hate that stuff. And I think it's weird to instill the sense of pressure to do great things regardless of the trials that the youth have today. I have chronic illness. People have lost loved ones. People are losing their faith. People, some people don't think that their lives are hard enough. That no trial was big enough for them to feel valid. But that doesn't matter. Whatever age or calling or trials you have, your feelings are valid. With this identity crisis of mine, where I'm finally in a, in a state where I am attempting to be open about who I am and what I mean to other people and what those people mean to me, it has made me start to realize what being open about my feelings will do for me in the future. My senior year is going to be a wild ride of self-discovery, let's say, because most of my friends, most of my best friends that I've had since freshman year, who honestly just loved me for me. You know, they'll be graduating. They're graduating this year. And they will be leaving me. And on top of that, my band director, who has always treated me like a real human being, who wasn't broken, but is a person with boundaries and opinions and limitations. You know, this, this, this teacher that I've had, and known for a long time, he's, he's leaving. I mean, for good reasons, right? I totally understand where he's coming from when, when, he, when he's choosing to leave this school, right? But the chances of me seeing him again after the summer are slim to none. But I think being open about who I am and establishing boundaries with the people that are my age, with the people that I'm already friends with, with my parents, with my siblings... Being open about my feelings is building those relationships. 
I've kind of unconsciously been preparing for my senior year of high school with this, right? Although my trauma has made my life more difficult this year, right? I can see one thing that's come out of that, and that's because it has made me have to speak up about myself and about my circumstances about and what I feel I need as a human being on this planet. I've never been closer to some of my friends. And that is only because I have opened up a part of who I am. The Lord does work in mysterious ways. You know, that's, I don't know, a cliche thing to say. <laughs> if anything, the Lord works in purposeful direct ways. I mean, if it wasn't for my anxiety finally telling my mind that, hmm, you should trauma dump on your best friend over Marco Polo. You know, I've built this thing with that friend that we honor and respect each other for our brokenness. We understand that both of us are broken and we love each other for that. My anxiety has never influenced my life more than this year. And it has compelled me to make more relationships and to choose love. To choose real love based off of respect, boundaries, connection, and honesty. I don't know if any of what I'm saying is making sense. But finding identity in being able to share your feelings and to share your heartache to share your anxieties you know that is what builds faith that is what builds a missionary that is what builds a disciple of Jesus Christ I know I'm not perfect I'm a broken human being my faith may be shaken but it sure isn't going away you know I know that what I have ahead of me is going to be rough. And I know what I've had behind me has been rough. But I know that, you know, although life is rough, we have a loving Heavenly Father and a loving brother who are there for us every step of the way. And they are ready to back up our mistakes. To pull us farther than we ever thought we could. Lift our burdens just enough for us to feel grateful for them. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will see you guys next week.